Hello and welcome to Voice of Reach. Voice of Reach is a podcast from the Reach Foundation for Community Services. This is Dr. Yashiswini Kamaraju, child and adolescent psychiatrist from Bengaluru. Today I would like to answer few questions that I received from parents and I also face these questions quite often during my clinical practice. Uh, one of the questions most commonly that I encounter is uh, what I received in the mail today. This is uh, from a parent who is asking me, my child is resisting sleep, how should I help him and what should I be doing is the question. And I'm very sure all the parents out there are finding uh, to get their children to bed easily these days. We're all in the midst of a pandemic. And of course, the pandemic is driving everyone crazy. And it's getting very, very difficult uh, to manage children at home and along with your work and other chores at home. So now you, we do know that sleep is a very important part of development in children, both emotionally and physically. Sleep is very much essential and sleep deprivation can cause a lot of issues in children. We do know that uh, sleep deprivation causes irritability, emotionality, uh, focusing problems uh, and also cognitive performance on the task, meaning uh, their ability to focus and complete a task the next day would be affected due to sleep deprivation. And children with sleep problems uh, have a lot more behavioral disorders and issues compared to children who sleep well. So we do know that sleep is very, very essential. Uh, but how do we make children go to bed? Uh, first and the foremost, I would like to state that sleep is also an individual variant. Every child's requirement for sleep is could be different, although we have certain guidelines in terms of the number of hours um, from the pediatric associations, guidelines from the researchers. But, but what we often see is it is, of course, an individual variant, meaning uh, a young child who's supposed to sleep for 10 hours may not sleep for 10 hours. And you would be seeing and often hearing from mom saying that, you know, this child never slept, was always active, never took a nap during during the noon time so you do know among your own children which one slept well and which one all always had sleep difficulties so having said that i would like to state some normal um, hours of sleep that that is required around 10 to 12 hours of sleep for young children and uh, from age 13 and above 8 to 10 hours um, from 13, uh, 8 to 10 hours would be the range. However, we do know that none of the kids that we see uh, are sleeping 10 hours. I don't see 13-year-olds sleeping 10 hours these days. You know, you would be happy if they slept 8 hours. So what I'm also seeing is the sleep requirement and uh, the sleep maintenance has been reducing in children and teenagers. It could, of course, teenagers sleep a lot more or less. Um, although the ideal would be eight hours, but I hardly come across teenagers who sleep eight hours. Most of them sleep six hours, and if they make it to seven hours, that would be really good because teenagers do a lot of different things, and sleep is their last priority. And of course, there are other things which are coming into place, right? First thing is the context that we are in. We're in the context of a pandemic, so you know, a lot of kids are confused and not physically active. And um, boredom is adding to the, the complication. So this is also affecting their sleep. Now, the content that they're exposed to, especially the information that they're gathering through their gadgets, through iPhones, cell phones, 
laptops and whatnot is increasing day by day and that's affecting their sleep. Of course, it affects their sleep because the images, the noises and whatever uh, information that they're gathering and in some kids it's an information overload and it would definitely impact their brains. And the other thing is the circumstances that we are in right now. Uh, kids are unable to go out. They're unable to socialize due to the pandemic. So there are a lot of other problems. And when children do not engage with their peers of same age, and of course we see uh, a lot of frustration, boredom, and sometimes deviant behaviors as well. So you, you would be seeing a lot more irritability, um, anger, and sometimes even aggression. And uh, children want to disturb their routines and especially teenagers do not want to go to bed because they would rather hang into their gadgets, uh, refusing to sleep. So what should we do in this situation? Let me talk about first young children. When I say young children uh, is below 10, I think it's, it's rather uh, a bit easier to follow these routines in younger children. Um, and especially uh, below 8, it shouldn't be that difficult at all. So first we start off with certain rituals for younger children, right? Uh, most important thing is to have a flix, fixed sleep time. And as children are growing, uh, you would know what is the sleep time that your child goes to bed and keeping it consistent would always help. So start with these rituals of number one, fixing a sleep time. Number two, I would say the rituals should also include reading a story or, you know, narrating a story to a child. Um, and uh, children, younger children would love that time with the parent because, you know, the parent is in bed with them, reading a story. And sometimes uh, uh, children open up to their parents. They like to talk about their day or ask a lot of questions, become curious. That would be a great bonding time as well. So keep these rituals going. Uh, so the second one uh, I would say is regulation. Regulation is about the stimulation that's there around the children during bedtime. Ideally, there shouldn't be any TV or video or any sort of stimulating activities around the child prior to sleep time, meaning no video games, uh, no watching computer, nothing of this sort, no loud music in the room because we want to make sure that they are less stimulated. So this is a wind down time to prep them to get to get into their sleep mode. So it's very important to regulate these stimulatory activities around children. Um, now, uh, when, when we say regulation, uh, in terms of regulation, I would also add the sleep preparation. So sleep preparation also includes uh, you know, making sure they're in comfortable clothes, um, you know, they've taken their shower, they're well fed, they're not hungry. So younger children, it's very important to take care of these things. And the third R, I would say, of course, is the relaxation. So relaxation includes no excessive playtime. If your child is playing excessively, running, jumping before sleep time, he gets more activated. So it's very important to have that winding down time. And excessive play should be more towards during the day and not during the bedtime. And last but not the least in the third R, which is relaxation, is definitely no arguments. This is not the time to argue with your child or this is not the time um, you, to conflict with your child because your child is getting angry and you're shouting at him and then the child is shouting. This is not the time for a shouting match. So please make sure that you follow these three R's in young children, which is rituals, sleep regulation and relaxation 
as I mentioned above. Now let's go on uh, to the teenager. So let's say the, the parent in the question did not mention whether her child is a teenager or a young child. So but I would like to cover what happens in teenage teenagers. Understand that the sleep changes as the child grows. So in younger children, they need more hours. And as the children grow up, their, sleep, their uh, requirement of sleep reduces. More so in the current teenagers, right? They require sleep, but they, of course, there is a sleep as well. But, uh, but there's one fact that adolescent brains work a bit differently. How do they work? We do see that uh, adolescents, as they approach their puberty, they tend to sleep late and they tend to wake up late as well. So why? Because, you know, there, there's research also says that the, the tendency for adolescent brains is to kind of get into deeper um, phases of sleep a little later than younger children. So don't, so don't, don't worry if your teenager is sleeping late, a little late. I mean, I'm not saying it's past midnight or anything like that. Definitely later than their younger years. Let's say a young child was sleeping by nine uh, you don't expect your teenager to be uh, sleeping by 10, probably 11-ish or something like that. Most teenagers between 10 and 11. So um, so understand that, uh, that there's nothing abnormal about it. And you also see teenagers sleeping a little deeper during the um, wee hours of the daytime, right? So don't worry about it because and especially during holidays and weekends, they tend to catch up on their sleep quite well, right? And you end up screaming at them for not waking up. So one um, thing for parents to think about is this is not necessarily abnormal in teenagers, the sleep patterns. However, we you also need to be careful if they're drifting away from their sleep times way too away too far away from their regular sleep times meaning a child who was uh, a teenager who was sleeping around 10ish is sleeping around 1ish that's a bit far away from the regular sleep time right so these are the times that you need to think about to make sure that they fall within the range uh, so also waking up i he keep hearing from parents that their uh, teens are not waking up in the morning they tend to wake up around 10 11 or some even directly wake up and have their lunch uh, this is um, uh, definitely not something that we want to encourage. So I would say that uh, parents could give maybe a two-hour uh, period, two-hour margin in drifting away from their sleep times. Um, at, let's say they were getting up at 6.30 in the morning for their school time, so make sure they get up at 8.30 at least, um, but not beyond that. Uh, not beyond that. So, so what do you do for a teenager in order to regulate their sleep? One, of course, is the gadget time because that's where um, the teenagers are spending their time, right? So, please have an honest discussion with your teen regarding what is the time to give away their gadgets. It's important as a family that you discuss um, gadget-free time before sleep. And the most important thing is to not to use any gadgets an hour before bedtime. Uh, so second, please have a separate um, please have a separate place for charging their gadgets and maybe the whole family put could put away their gadgets at one place so that the teen sees the parents also as role models and uh, would not fight with you on why is dad using and why can't I use so you could avoid some of those conflicts. Um, so have a gadget free time before bedtime that's one number two gadgets away from the bedroom absolutely helps because they're not within their reach uh, because they would be urging to pick up their phones um, if they're within reach three 
also structured during the day of course it's very difficult to get a perfect structure during pandemic but some sort of a structure is absolutely required meaning what is their morning routine what time are they waking up do not let them sleep too late in the mornings please wake them up and their morning routine should include some kind of a physical activity whatever that could be it could be a run it could be cycling or it could be doing some aerobic activity within the house some form of a physical activity should be there second uh, you know it's better to maintain the daily daily chores and daily tasks like they were doing earlier like getting up getting up getting ready things like that this is where most of the compliance and arguments come up within homes but one thing that i would say is if parents uh, also are doing it it's a little easier for children also to fall in place because your whole home has a rhythm uh, on how it operates the third thing that i would say is definitely have some kind of an overall structure like a study time play time video time game time and then bedtime so uh, if if there's no structure at all you see uh, teenagers you know doing several things in a haphazard way so please talk to them although they're having holidays and um they're not having much to study except the children who are taking board exams that's a whole different topic altogether which i might get to sometime later but when we're talking about teens who are who have finished their exams and are at homes so tell them that some amount of structure is required so you expect them to yes they could have fun but they still need to do some of these things like you know gadget free time uh, daily tasks time some amount of reading reading is absolutely fine you know if not it doesn't have to be hours but at least for an hour and if your child if your teen is resisting to do any study keep it for 30 minutes keep get into your deal for 20 minutes because we do know that because of the pandemic a lot of uh, children have lost one year of learning and this is even proven uh, uh, by azim premji university on their research paper almost uh, behind uh, by one year of learning so we do have to encourage them to have that study habit because we would be facing lot more problems once the school starts so uh, a lot of time for study play video mobile whatever video games and some socializing time of course please encourage them to socialize uh, because completely uh, asking the teen not to engage on any social media not to engage on uh, any gadgets isn't the wisest thing right now because they are unable to meet their friends and also as parents you need to understand the way teenagers communicate and connect um is through social media is is by using uh, the gadgets so we also need to understand gadget use necessarily is uh, not bad um the more important thing is rather than um, how how they are using the gadgets is much more important rather than how much they are using so what are they doing on the gadgets rather than why are they using the gadgets they are going to use the gadgets because um these kids are going in the information technology times and eras so they would be uh, communicating and forming friendships connections strengthening bonds between peers is pretty common in teenagers um through uh, social media so encourage them but also keep an eye on them so that they need to know that there's a time for everything so and as i described the earlier ones overall structure would definitely help so let me tell you what are the do's and don'ts so and let me tell you what are the don'ts first uh, one definitely uh, no daytime naps because it's not going to help your teens or uh, teens of course younger children 
below 6 tend to take a nap especially below 4 uh, above 4 they outgrow the need for nap time so you need to keep younger children pretty busy by giving them toys activities take a bit of help and families need to uh, you know take turns in engaging younger children um, but for older children definitely no daytime naps second um, also no conflicts in the night this is not the time with your teenager to fight about gadgets to fight about their studies or to argue about their grades or to argue about their friends because the the more you indulge in this conflict uh, at night uh, they're going to resist sleep a lot more and they're going to become more oppositional and more defiant um, so make sure that there's no chaos or stress during sleep time so it's better to kind of discuss the next day but definitely not around the sleep time because it's not going to help them uh, number three no nighttime snacking I, I often see this in some teen teens who are having food on their tables and continue to chat with their um, peers and uh, side by snacking this is definitely not a good habit and it leads to other issues like obesity and weight gain which is another issue that we're seeing during the pandemic so this is what I would say now let's get to what are the do's so find out what is your teen or your child doing so how creative are they how are they going to use their creativity and second thing what are their talents and i see some of the talents being discovered in children because there is downtime um, and some of them are getting into robotics i see some children learning coding i see some children more interested in chess so what is your young child or a teen what are their talents what are their strengths this is a very good time to discover that and the third thing is also get your communication and connection with them going, which is the most important thing. Uh, utilize your time because you're at home, your whole family is at home, not much of socializing, not, there are not many obligations socially. So this is a time that you could focus on your family. And what I'm hearing from parents is that they're understanding their child. They're able to clearly see their child. Uh, child's issues, child's strengths as well um, because uh, when schools were on children were um, uh, were spending a lot of their time at school and uh, some of the parents have no clue on how they would sit in the classroom, how they would interact, uh, how proactive they are or how attentive they are and parents are able to find out all these things um, because uh, children are mostly at home. So, so explore their talents explore and uh, make an observation on their issues so get the communication going keep the conflicts low i would say any conflict especially in teenagers would be more of a discussion and definitely not of an argument um, so bond with your child so join with them in something that you could do together watch a show together go for a walk together or go for a jog if possible or if your child is interested in cooking, maybe they can explore cooking or music or playing an instrument. Explore that you could do something together with your child. I think that's very, very important. Um, and so this helps in um, keeping uh, having a structure to their day, which ultimately would help their sleep. So when we're talking about a sleep as a problem, first and the foremost thing to think about is what is 
uh, what is the factor behind their sleep problem because most of the times we do know that sleep difficulties are not coming out of the blue there are underlying factors which lead to sleep problems and the same thing with children and teens who resist sleep there are other things like i described above so as a parent i would want you to think about all of these things work on these things and you are going to see uh, a difference i hope um, these tips would be of uh, benefit to you thank you so much this is dr yashaswini kamaraju um, if you have any questions you can always email me at contact rfcs at gmail.com contact rfcs at gmail.com thank you so much